Truth is, I am Iron Man. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. What is going on? What are you doing? To infinity and beyond! This is the way. The flux capacitor! Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Chewie, we're home. Avengers! Assemble. Ah, oh, chills. Literal chills. Hello, fellow fans. To Unite We Fan, the podcast. United with me is my co-host, the knowledgeable Brian. What's up, Brian? Hey, everyone. We hope you all enjoyed last week's episode about Jim Carrey flicks. On this week's episode, we're uniting to discuss the Disney theme parks and all the magical things that we enjoy about them. Joining us this week, we have our first special guest host, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey guys, thanks for having me on board for this episode of United We Fan to discuss something that we are all overly passionate about. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. For all of you who don't know, Chris and I go way back to when we helped Frank Kincaid masterpiece over at Universal. So, quite a long time. And then like we I also said, opened a certain castle together, did we not? We did. A certain uh, boy wizard... You you might have heard of him, Harry Potter, you know, that kid. So, but like I said, Chris is our commissioner here at CKCC Radio, and he knows one or two things about that channel. Well, I probably know a little bit more than one or two things. I, yeah. sad, I sadly probably know too many things at this point. <laughs> but uh, CKCC Radio is the home of the United We Fan podcast, as well as several other wonderful programs. The CKCC Radio channel is available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Some of them were easy to get on board, like Spotify was almost immediately. Others, like iHeartRadio, fought me. But we're there, too, so I don't know what your preferred podcast method is, but however you're tuning into us, we thank you for your continued support. And please check out all the other great shows that are on the channel. There are currently 10 nine of them running on a weekly basis and one of them in a miniseries format. So there's something for everybody on the CKCC radio channel. And a big shout out to Jeff's ranking tracks. Chris, you had some fun ones where you do episode reviews of the Simpsons, as well as a Disney animated movie rankings, which, you know, I co-hosted on just to give a shout out to that one. So check us all out. We're all a very entertaining family full of lots of variety. In Mark and Brian's world news, let's see here. We got Hulu had a big premiere, a movie called Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg from Brooklyn. And you also have Kristen Malati. Uh, a lot of you will remember her from How I Met Your Mother as Mother. And then also J.K. Simmons, who's J. Jonah Jameson, or for all of you foodies out there, the yellow peanut M&M. Uh, Santa? It's a time-repeating movie like the comedy classic Groundhog Day or the underrated action flick Edge of Tomorrow or the horror comedy Happy Death Day. Check it out. Highly recommended. It has a good amount of laughs. It's a well-written flick. The film is, for me, a good example of a cast making the film better than what it might have been. So I definitely like it. Brian, you got anything in your world news? Yeah, a couple of, of good things happened this past week. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to mention that I was able to um, start a podcast with a friend of mine. Her name is Ashley, 
And we're doing a podcast where most podcasts are found. Like Chris said, iHeartRadio gives you a few a few headaches here and there, but mostly everywhere else. And uh, it's called BNA Sports Podcast. It's going to be a weekly podcast that talks about everything happening in the sports world. Um, now that sports are getting back up and running, that's a lot of uh, good things there. So you can check us out and subscribe wherever you find your podcast to be in a sports podcast. Um, but also this past week, uh, Peacock TV launched their new streaming service, which is run by NBC Universal Comcast Company. Um, and they came out with a lot of original content. My favorite one, actually the only one I've checked out of their original content so far is Psych the Movie 2. Um, I love the Psych TV show. And you know that's right. Uh, the Psych the Movie 1 was really good. Psych the Movie 2, this this was a, a fun one to get a lot of uh, good Psych callbacks to that we had lost with that show once it, once it ended. Um, it was nice to get back into it. Overall, it was underwhelming from a from a story standpoint. The villain didn't have a, a great load of payoff uh, for me, but in the grand scheme, still it's psych and I'll, and I'll always love psych, but Peacock TV does have a lot of free content on there. You just got to watch about three minutes worth of commercials and then you get the full Jurassic park movie right after that completely free. Um, lots of free options on, on Peacock TV. So definitely check it out. And Mark poll news. My recent poll was finding out my friend's favorite Jim Carrey movie. And I have those winners, this top five, finally. And the winners in order are... By one vote, The Truman Show comes in first place. In second, sadly missing out, one of Chris's least favorites, The Grinch. Followed by Liar Liar, then Ace Ventura. And The Mask rounds out the top five. I was personally glad to see two of my top four made in the finals. Chris, I don't want to get you started on The Grinch. So I'm going to put out a disclaimer here for this episode. And the fact that uh, this is something that I do instill on all of my podcasts. When I get opinionated about anything, (laughs) I always say things with the idea that it is perfectly okay for people to like what they like. Yes. And if I do get carried away and say something like, I don't understand why anybody likes this, that I don't actually mean that. It's part of the rants. And you can send me all the hate mail you want. In fact, my... <laughs> it's that wrestling persona that you have, Chris. I think that's what it is. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so going back when I have tried three times to watch that movie... I just could not get into it. And it got to the point where I got annoyed with people for enforcing the fact that I should like it on me, which is where a lot of the negativity came from. Right. I totally get why people love that movie. I didn't like it. But I will do you this favor, Mark, and tell you some positive things about the Jim Carrey Grinch movie that I do like. Oh, my. Uh, Hang on. I'm scooting my chair up. All right. I'm ready. Yeah, you better brace yourself. Uh, Number one, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Top to bottom. Incredible. Uh, Number two, there is absolutely no denying that a live action Whoville looks incredible on film. Oh, yeah. And I think I think the costuming and props department and set designers did a fantastic job. And just because I didn't like what they did with the Grinch doesn't mean I didn't fully think that Jim Carrey embraced the hell out of that character. Yeah. Jim Carrey's awesome. And I'll I'll actually say this. I think I'm actually the minority. I don't the Grinch, if you look at the critics, the critics hated it. And then I know 
quite a bit of people who don't think that highly of the movies. I think I'm more in the minority than you are when it comes to that movie. So I was surprised to see it finish second place. I was going to say, I think your poll would, would say you're not completely alone. I'm kind of in the middle of the, of the two of you guys, but yeah. Chris, do you have a favorite Jim Carrey movie? So if I'm going to think about my favorite Jim Carrey movie, I have to go with the uh, Man on the Moon. It's a great movie. I absolutely love that movie. And I think that I love Jim Carrey's comedy roles, but there's something to be said about watching him in something like that or The Truman Show or Eternal Sunshine. And to just see that, yes, he is the wacky Jim Carrey comedy guy, but it's really cool to see that he can pull off drama as well. It was like the first time I watched Good Will Hunting. And I was like, Robin Williams is one of the best dramatic actors I've ever seen in my life. After after growing up with with Hook and Jumanji and Mrs. Doubtfire and then seeing it's not your fault. And like, <laughs> oh, God, oh, you're going to start the feels, I, start I, the emotions. I, I could. I'm going to send everybody on the field train. Uh, but but and I encourage this on all CKCC radio stuff. You guys are always welcome to debate me, to yeah. disagree with me, to have spirited discussions. But just remember, when I get aggressive about an opinion, I don't actually mean it that way. Yeah. And I think that's where you and I are definitely like where if I'll if I say something about a movie, I, I, I always go, hey, if this person's listening, well, first off, thank you for listening. But I, I just didn't think your performance is that great. Like if it was a singer, I always say, have I ever been paid to sing? No, people would pay me not to sing. So I can't really say too much, but I can just say their type of music's not my thing. I've I, never I've never seen Man on the Moon, but does he at any point in that movie say we've landed on the moon? Because if he didn't, that's uh, that's a missed opportunity for me. Oh, you and Dumb and Dumber. I'll never stop. <laughs> Chris, did you see the behind the scenes Netflix movie about Man on the Moon? I actually have not seen that, but I am. I've heard about it and it's been recommended to me several times. Highly recommend it. Highly, highly, highly. Well, I know I have my workout cut out for me on my next poll where I'm going to try to find out everyone's favorite 90s animated TV series. And <laughs> in luck. doing I know. And in doing so, I'm discovering a lot of shows that came out either after the 90s or before the 90s. For example, Chris, that one show that's been running for a long time that you do podcasts about. When did it premiere? What year? So there is only one episode that actually qualifies to make it an 80s show. It is not an 80s show. I know. I, I, I know one friend of mine who's voting is going to say The Simpsons is an 80s show technically. And I'm going to say I, I'm going to nudge it to the 90s. I will allow it. I think it's about when it became prominent. You, and you know that I explained this on Stupid Sexy Podcast, but I'm sure a lot of your listeners pro- may not have heard the other CKCC radio stuff. But if you guys go back and listen to the, our run of reviews, one of the big kind of interesting trivia points about The Simpsons is that those first episodes came back destroyed from the animators in Korea. Some Enchanted Evening, which aired as the finale of season one, was supposed to be the actual premiere. And oh. it came back so damaged they had to send it back. And they said they were going to do the same thing if Bart the Genius came back the same way. But it actually came back with just a couple of minor fixes. So they went ahead with it. 
But because the delay of the show had gotten pushed back to Christmas, they decided to just run with the Christmas episode as the premiere, the only episode to air in 1989. (laughs) Because Bart the Genius came out January of 1990. And that's the other fun thing about the Christmas episode is it was supposed to be either seventh or eighth in the lineup, which is why half a season one doesn't feature Santa's little helper because he didn't exist yet. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Mark, I want to ju- I want to nudge your uh, Facebook poll voters right now my way. If you're not going to vote for the X-Men animated series, listen to the theme song and then you'll vote for it. I'm sure the um, Marvel animated series as well as Batman the animated series is going to get a lot of love. And I think, honestly, Rugrats is going to go pretty far as well. Yeah, yeah. Rugrats is going to go far. I am more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. But Batman is my favorite superhero of all time, the Batman franchise. So I'm going to take your X-Men and I'm going to raise you Batman the Animated Series. Listen to the theme song. So I will, I I know I'm going to make some enemies with this statement. If it ends up coming down to, and I love I'm saying this, like the person who isn't making the matchups, but if it comes down to, Batman the Animated Series versus Batman Beyond. I'm going to go Batman Beyond. I just love Batman Beyond so much. And this is this is just like when the Karate Kid barely escaped and then you put it up against Empire Strikes Back just to kill it right away. So, I, coming back. I, I swept the leg of the Karate Kid. That surprised <laughs> me. It made it so far. Now it's time for us to talk about the magic that is the Walt Disney theme parks. As I mentioned earlier, Chris did a podcast ranking the Disney animated movies, and he I still thank him for inviting me to co-host that. I hope everyone listens to it on CKCC Radio. The show Speaking... is called Chris Ranks the Universe. Oh, and my it's a it's a mini series that I do. So uh, the the very first one I wanted to do is to rank all of those animated movies. I have a lot of future projects planned for that. We'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. Spoiler alert for the listeners, Chris loves Home on the Range. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it totally wasn't on the first episode at all. I know, right? And Chris definitely had me. uh, I kept my cool, but, you know, I did fire up here and there with some of his rankings. You know what you got fired up the most about that actually surprised me? You were mad that I put The Emperor's New Groove so low, even though it almost made the top 10. And I was actually kind of surprised by that. I have no regrets. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm right there with Mark. I, I think the only thing that maybe I got more passionate about talking about was, oh, no, two things, two films, Lilo and Stitch and Black Cauldron. I think those two were the ones I talked about quite a bit. Well, st- sticking with Chris ranking, how about Chris rank the Disney theme parks that you visited? It's kind of difficult because I have only ever been to the Florida and California parks, which gives me six things to work with because <laughs> well, I I am not a water park guy, so I'm not going to be doing water parks. Now, keep this in mind, folks. I visited Disneyland one time in my whole life, and it was in the year 2001. <laughs> so, so California Adventure is last on the list because at the time... They didn't have anything going for it except for a ride called Soren, which made it to Epcot. 
That's so, back when they had they had the Drew Carey limousine ride back then. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so I didn't have a very positive viewpoint of California Adventure. So it makes the bottom of my list. Now, fifth place is going to be controversial, too. But again, I only have six things to rank. I've been to Paris, but I did not go to Disney there. So I can't talk about that, although I've it probably would be higher on the list. The reason I put Magic Kingdom so low Whoa. is sim- yes, I know, I know. The re- the reason I put Magic, by the way, send all the hate mail to me. These guys have nothing to do with this opinion. All the hate mail comes to me. Uh, Magic Kingdom is so low because it's too small, too crowded all the time, and that's the only park of the four Florida parks where I always feel like I'm being rushed. The crowds always feel rushed there, and I think that just has to do with the environment. It is the most stimulating park. It's usually the first park everybody goes to and takes the kids to. It is the most kid-friendly park, without a doubt. I know Disney's all kid-friendly. So I think in a lot of ways, it always just ends up being the most tedious experience. Plus, it's the hardest one to get to. Oh, yeah. Because you can't just park and get out of your car and walk right into it. Now, when we actually go a little bit later on in the show and talk about rides, most of my favorite rides have a tendency to show up in this park. But once I go in and do my favorite rides, I just want to get out. Mm. And it takes an hour and a half to get out. Yeah, I I definitely feel you about getting to and leaving Magic Kingdom. I, I remember recently watching Mr. Walt Disney talk about how he wanted it to seem like a, an escape. So you didn't see the real world. And I think, God, I love that. Oh, wait, no, that's what I hate most about visiting the park is that <laughs> traveling to and from the real world to get to the park. But I also appreciate him doing that. So I, it's a little bit of a conundrum. <laughs> I very much appreciate the mindset that went into it, but it doesn't make it any less tedious. Yeah. Uh, I put Studios fourth, even though Studios is doing some incredible things right now, mm-hmm. and is no longer the half-day park, which is the greatest thing about it. But I've always noticed when I have an urge to go to a Disney park, Studios wasn't usually the urge for me. And I think that's why it's on what's technically the bottom half there. Uh, Disneyland itself is number three. And again, I can't rank it any higher because I only have select memories from it. But I loved the trip. I love seeing everything. I love how the rides are similar, but still different enough to get a new experience out of them. I love the fact that Haunted Mansion is an actual Southern mansion. I, I, I think the Pirates ride has an actual drop. I thought their Space Mountain was better. So Disneyland was a big positive experience for me. And I've only been the once, but I would go back in a heartbeat. Their Pirates of the Caribbean puts all other Pirates of the Caribbean to shame. I'm with you there. It really does. Animal Kingdom is second. And yes, that is for personal reasons, because I'll tell all of your lovely listeners now, I am a former cast member, and I got my start as a safari driver. So Animal Kingdom holds a very special place in my heart. I also am very fiercely defensive of Animal Kingdom, because for a very long time, Animal Kingdom was considered by everyone to be the worst park. I remember so many people I knew talking down about it. When I revealed that that's where I was going to be working, people were feeling sorry for me. And I started working there only 10 years after it opened. And I was always 
so upset about that. I love Animal Kingdom because I'm a big zoo enthusiast. I love seeing animals. I love seeing real animals. You hear that, Skippers? Real animals. Oh, I boy. love. I love seeing the real creatures, and I like. I like the environment. I do. My biggest complaint about Animal Kingdom is that it's way too hot all the time. And I know that was how, just because of how they set up the foliage. But Animal Kingdom is set out in that fun adventure path. Nothing's linear. And it's by choice and not by, by force like Magic Kingdom where nothing's linear because you just can't get to certain areas because of crowds. So for that reason alone, I think Animal Kingdom should be number two. And Epcot has always been my favorite park. Even going back to being a kid, I love World Showcase. I always loved a lot of the rides there. I can spend an entire day just in World Showcase alone because it's the biggest park. It's the most freeing. I don't feel rushed. I feel relaxed. I feel home. Epcot will always have a special place in my heart. I I do love me some Epcot. Chris, do you have a favorite mode of Disney transportation while we're at it? So call somebody get Lyle Landley on the phone because I love me some monorail. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Ah, uh, yeah. Brian, is the monorail your favorite as well or no? There's nothing more iconic than the monorail. There's no question about that. But I'm a big fan of the new Skyliner that they put in. I really like I just the new Skyliner is really cool. It's really comfortable. You can see a whole lot of stuff you weren't able to see before. It's just a fun way to get from from park to park. If I had to pick one transportation, apologies to the monorail, but I'll probably go for the Skyliner personally. Now, let me yeah. ask a question about the Skyliner, because I haven't actually ridden it before. But isn't it also more personal because it's just you guys in it? Especially like, especially now during um, the measures that they're taking due to coronavirus, you definitely have your own car. But even so, my family was big enough that if you were like a party of two and there was another party of two, they might have put you together. But yeah, like for my family of five, we always got our own our own car, which uh, was really nice. Yeah, I I definitely the Skyliner is up there for me and the monorail is always classic monorail. But I love riding the Disney boats whether it's the ferry boat to Magic Kingdom or just the, the water taxis, wherever they are. I don't know what it is. It's just being on the water and seeing the Disney sights for me has always just been a, a nice, enjoyable experience. I love the boats, but my only complaint of boat versus monorail is that the boats take longer. Uh, and while they yeah. are more relaxing, you're on that ground view, whereas the monorail and the Skyliner, you get to see more because you're up higher. True, I, but then sometimes you can also see behind the curtain a little uh, bit. Yeah, but at you know what? To be fair, if you ride you can, the monorail, you can to see Epcot. those dumpsters at Contemporary Resort when you're on the monorail. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, though, if you ride the monorail to Epcot, you're seeing behind the curtain. So. Yeah. Well, Brian, uh, I know you've been to quite a few Disney parks. What's your ranking? I've been to the same six as as Chris. So again, just six. We're so we're not going to talk anything international um, Disney parks on this podcast. We've we've learned. Um, I'm going to start right where Chris actually left off. Six of six for me is Epcot. Um, I part of it is I'm bitter that they took out old Test Track, the Crash Test Dummy version of Test Track. I like yes. that yes. attraction. I don't like the Tron version near as much. Once Guardians of the Galaxy opens, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna 
immediately jump back into Epcot, but I'm not an alcohol drinker. So the food and wine festival doesn't do near as much for me as it does other people. And as mentioned on this podcast, multiple times I eat like a five-year-old. So <laughs> going to the Moroccan restaurant or something like that doesn't appeal to me. Oh, this was not by design, but actually fifth out of six for me was Disney's animal kingdom. I, I wish there was just a little bit more to animal kingdom, uh, but, but like Chris said, it's not linear. I judge these things by having I'm dragging kids around all the time. So it's a lot harder for me to get around um, at Animal Kingdom. Um, but there's plenty of there's plenty of good stuff there, including my favorite Disney attraction of all, which we'll talk about later on. Um, Magic Kingdom actually came down much lower than I expected. It's fourth on my list. Again, it's awesome um, to to go in, see that that castle. And I will say I do like the look of the new castle not everybody does but i do like that rose gold with the gold flex that they put in there and stuff like that I'm i like it you, dude i'm with I like you. it i like I'm with it you. Yeah. all right good good um third on my list is disney's hollywood studios being a giant star wars fan i there, there's there's plenty there to see right now toy story land is really fun um, and then as you've figured out, the remaining two parks are actually both out in California. I'm going to do my best. I'm far more experienced in the Florida parks, but I'm going to do my best not to turn this into a, a Disneyland specific fan podcast for myself. Um, but second is, is Disney's California Adventure. I, like Chris, went in 2001 where it had that big California entryway. It just didn't really look like a, a Disney park with the exception of the Mickey Mouse head in the California or Screaming California roller coaster. Um, oh, that, that's so fun. Maybe we rode Indy together and we didn't we, even realize it. We very well could have. That is for <laughs> sure. I, uh, yeah. So I got to do, yeah, I got to do California adventure when it was brand, brand new. Um, I went, uh, just this past year, um, because galaxy's edge opened to Disneyland two months, three months before it opened here and I couldn't wait. So we went to Disneyland, um, to do that. But now California adventure does have that Disney feel to it. It's got cars land. Oh, and not to mention Avengers Campus is being built. Um, and it that is going to be really, really fun whenever Avengers Campus opens. And then my favorite Disney park is Disneyland. Their, their castle is very, very underwhelming. That is the first thing that jumps out to a lot of people is how small that castle is. But when you have Indiana Jones, which I've said on multiple occasions is my favorite Disney attraction, um, and then you add Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and like Chris said, their, sp their Space Mountain is better just overall. And it's the park that started it all. There's nothing better than seeing Walt Disney's apartment above the firehouse and seeing the lamp still on. It just kind of gives you those those sentimental feelings of, holy cow, the guy really was here. And he walked through it when it wasn't open and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm appreciative to Walt Disney for kind of what he started. So, yeah, so Disneyland Park is, is my favorite one. I feel like, and I, I don't want to say that I look back on it with like, rose-colored nostalgia glasses and maybe that's why but like that whole vacation my my family were very big on big vacations which is where i got my travel bug from that trip where i went to disneyland was the coolest vacation of my life we went to las vegas we went to disneyland and universal hollywood so i got to see the good jurassic park ride not even <laughs> i'm not even a little sorry that t-rex ex exposure is way better over there theirs is way better and, like, got to see the Grand Canyon, got to go to San Diego, got to see the Yankees play against the Angels. Ooh, yeah. Like, it was it was one of, it was the coolest vacation of my that life. Was 2001, that was prime Yankees, too. Yeah, but it was also prime Angels, <laughs> which That's is true. why the, Yankee, the Yankees lost. 
I was, I was going to say the Yankees lost, so we're going to remember that good moment and move on. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah well, not to, not to go on a tangent here, but I've seen the Yankees play the Red Sox multiple times, and Anyways, they are undefeated against them. Don't ever go watch them again then, Chris. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't ruin it. Well, I've only been to four parks, but I'm going to say I saw a poster for Disneyland Paris while I was in London, and the poster was really pretty. So, so is that fifth then? The <laughs> that is my four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to put for my fourth park, Animal Kingdom. And I'm going to say it with this disclaimer. I hate that I'm putting it fourth. I love doing safari. I don't care what's going on. I can ride safari anytime and it'll either cheer me up or keep the happiness going, whatever it is. There's even yummy food there. Tough to be a bug is great for people watching. Avatar Flight of Passage is an unbelievable experience. Even seeing that huge tree of life is great. But just thinking about everything overall, it just doesn't fill the day for me. So I think that's why Animal Kingdom is fourth. Third, I'm going to go with Magic Kingdom. Now, there's a lot of rides there that I love. It probably has the most rides that I'm going to do. But at the same time, it's stressful being there just with how many people rightfully love that park, love the castle, love everything about it. And getting to and from is not my favorite experience. So that's kind of what brings it down to third. Second, I'm going to go with Epcot. I love the food festivals. I love the concert series. I get to see a lot of throwback groups. Soren is, you know, Soren's entertaining. That's work, pal. Test track, I'm with you. I'm Can all we about. We all the... agree that we miss Soren over California. No. I oh. here's here's my that only orange thing. grove smell. I loved Soren over California because it wasn't full of CGI animals. I'll give so... you that. Just a CGI golf ball flying at your face. I <laughs> know. But Test Track, I'm with you. I love Test Dummy Test Track. Tron-looking Test Track, you know, I, I know a lot of people think it's a very pretty ride. But I definitely do. I remember as a kid, I loved playing with, they had Test Dummy, like, action figures and cars. So doing Test Track was a special treat for me. When Guardians gets there, it's, the park's going to be elevated to a whole new level. And even when it gets the ratatouille ride which looks beautiful if you ever want to watch the ride video um first place has always been and hasn't changed is hollywood studios mgm i love that park my favorite disney attraction is there i just love hollywood studios even before they had star wars when it was a half a day park where you had the backlot tour the filmmaking nerd in me loved the backlot tour when you toured the sound stages um, my favorite Disney restaurant is there. The Sci-Fi Drive-In is there. Actually, yeah, Chris, what's your favorite Disney restaurant? Hmm, that's kind of a tough one, because having a favorite restaurant implies that I always feel like I have to eat there, and uh, I'm a big fan of going to the parks and just kind of feeling what I'm hungry for. But if I had to pick one, my favorite Disney Park restaurant, and I apologize for not actually knowing the name of it and actually calling it my favorite, but I just know it as the quick stop <laughs> service in Japan. 
Oh. I eat there. I eat there all the time, and I f- love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, that's not a bad choice at all. There's, there's nothing quite like some sh- shogun chicken and beef mixed yeah. in with some rice and some soy sauce and some vegetables to really hit the spot. Do you have a favorite Disney snack then? <laughs> do you even have to ask? It's Dole Whip. <laughs> oh, wait. Dole Whip do you is do life. the pineapple, just pineapple, or do you do um, pineapple with vanilla swirl? I've done both, and I really don't have a preference, honestly. It's whatever I feel like getting at that time. But I've always loved the uh, the combination of the pineapple juice with the ice cream. has always been just an amazing snack for me. I know. For me, like I said, the sci-fi drive-in has always been and will always be, as far as I know, my favorite Disney restaurant. I just love eating in the car in a 50s-era setting with a nighttime sky above you and the old sci-fi and Disney shorts playing for you. As far as snacks go, for me, the the original beignets, me being from New Orleans, the the Disney, the Mickey beignets at Port Orleans, just so good. And then a second would be the Dole Whip pineapple upside down cake over at the um, Dole Whip stop near the Jungle Cruise in Magic Kingdom. Brian, are we making you hungry? I got to hear your favorite restaurant and snack. Yeah, my favorite restaurant anywhere that sells chicken nuggets and fries. Um, no, <laughs> I'm just worst. kidding. My, uh, my, my favorite restaurant, kind of my most memorable restaurant growing up is the, I think it's the San Angel Inn in the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. My dad wow. lived a couple of years in Mexico, um, so he kind of really has a nose for those, those authentic Mexican food. Um, I, I, I grew up eating at that place. I love oh, it. The atmosphere is incredible. Yeah, yeah, you you, you have the pyramid and the water ride going by. It's beautiful. Yeah, and that is an over underrated, excuse me, underrated attraction. That boat ride is is <laughs> pretty fun, but it's the it's closest fun. we have to the Pirates of the Caribbean that Disneyland has is right by that restaurant. Oh, true. Well, and what's then, your favorite snack? Yeah. Yeah, Le Cellier is probably my newest favorite restaurant, the Steakhouse in Canada. Um, oh. I, I really like that one. Um, but my favorite snack, when it's made right, I mean, there's nothing better than a churro. <laughs> um, but they're they're not often found at the exact right temperature, and that's mm-hmm. no of anybody's own. But when you get it at the perfect right temperature, there's nothing better than a than a churro. But my usually my go to just becomes the Mickey shaped uh, ice cream sandwich. Oh yeah, do you guys do the churro with the chocolate sauce? I've never been a fan of that. Nah, just a straight I, plain churro. Yeah, just yeah. give me the just give me the churro. And I'll give a shout out to um, La Cellier Steakhouse. I I didn't. I love Shirley Temple's. I will defend that drink. I don't care what it says or makes me look like. I will defend a Shirley Temple drink. But six-year-old daughter will be right there with you. (laughs) When I oh well, her and I can party out then (laughs) to it. Um, When I went to La Cilière, they were like, "Oh, do you want a Canadian Shirley Temple?" I had no idea. I mean, but you know, Canadians are just so nice how they said it. I was like, "Sure." I didn't even ask. I was just so excited. It's um orange juice mixed with Sprite and grenadine. And I thank you Canadians for introducing me to that. I appreciate you. <laughs> Along with snow and maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And, and Wayne Gretzky. And Tim Hortons. <laughs> so <laughs> let's not go on. That could be its own episode right now. I love can Can- I've Canada. Been to, I've been Next. to Canada and I love Canada. Next week on United We Fan, Canada. Yeah. Thank you for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, now, the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions. <laughs> oh, I love Brian Adams. <laughs> well, that's going to bring uh, me to my favorite part of the show when we do a Mount Rushmore. And we kind of hinted at it a little bit. But, um, Chris, take it from here. What is your favorite Mount Rushmore? Um, so your top four Disney attractions. It's going to be rides, shows, experiences. What's your we- top four? Uh, are we doing one for every park, or you just want me to do an overall? Overall, make okay. it harder. What is your All right. overall? So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you guys for a curve here, and yes. my all time favorite attraction is not going to go on my Mount Rushmore because it's going to be my Mount Everest. Oh wow! Because <laughs> is Everest your Mount Everest? No, that would be I was pretty like, funny are you being though. Cheeky? I <laughs> Everest could've... is my Mount Everest. I will say I that totally... right now. <laughs> It is my favorite ride. There we go. All right, we'll go. There you go. So Brian's got his out there. Yeah, Everest is so much fun. It's uh, it's a it's a very well done roller coaster, and they totally ripped it off for Hagrid. Just oh. saying at parts, mm. but <laughs> and uh, by the way, can we please get the Yeti fix? Uh, I, no, not without replacing the building. I know. Yeah, I I'm aware no, of the... this attraction's too good. They had they can't close. They can't afford to close it down for that long. Yeah, I know so. they pretty much have to scrap it and redo it. But yeah, I, I, I do like Everest. All right, so on my route Rushmore, and again, we're gonna leave we're gonna leave the the main event for later because I could do a whole thing on it. Right away, first thing that comes to mind is Spaceship Earth. Remember how easy it was to learn your ABCs? Thank the Phoenicians; they invented them. I've yes. now yeah. I've loved all the iterations of Spaceship Earth. I know people have preferences, but I've loved them all for different reasons. And I know they're scrapping the overhaul for now, but I would have been okay with it just because I can't wait to see what else they can come up with. Because I've been to the original and I've I like the current one. Spaceship Earth to me is the best ride to close the day with, and that has always become a tradition of ours when we're leaving Epcot to just. Hit, hit up Spaceship Earth on the way out. That has always been the tradition. I love Spaceship Earth. I would go on that ride anytime, any day. Uh, Chris, do you yeah. thank the Phoenicians every time? Absolutely, I do. And if Rome isn't burning, then I don't even want to go. Oh my that's, gosh, that's the yeah. greatest. I do not. I do not like that smell. I do not Brian, like that smell. I'm I sorry. I do not like that smell. Hold on, Brian. You don't like the ETQ smell, and you don't like Rome is burning. I said the ETQ smell smells smells fine, but oh, just fine. Good it, lord, just <laughs> just fine. Wow, Brian's um, burning bridges. So we'll, we'll keep we'll put Spaceship Birth on there. Safari is, again, I know it's a biased thing because that was the first ride I worked at, but I always love the Safari. I love my animals. I have attachments to some of them, especially those who've been there for a while. But what's cool about a live animal Safari is that it's a different ride all the time. And you can go on that ride four times a day and get a completely different experience, depending on what's more active in the morning versus what's more active in the evening. The nighttime safari is is really really fun too. It's very different, like seeing all the animals at night. But even at nighttime, it's it's a completely different experience as well. Even with the uh, bright spaceship landing sunset. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me all classic safari anytime. However, I do want to say I absolutely miss Wilson and Little Red. Simba one, we must stop the 
I actually oh, thought that was my yeah. favorite part of the ride. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's just not the same without them. And it it always bugged me that it was always a complaint about zebras that caused that to go away. You, they're at the lodge. You can go to the lodge and see your zebras. I don't know why this is such an issue. And zebras are jerks by nature anyway. Having worked there, I kind of know a little bit of the history here. But the zebras couldn't go into the one savanna because they didn't get along with the sable antelope. And we have to have the sable antelope because that's the animal that's on the Kilimanjaro safari sign. Yep. And we can't put them in the other savanna because they don't get along with the Bantavak. And we can't have that because they're extinct in the wild. And thus, they're part of the story here, even though they're off show more often than they're on. So yep. what do we do? Uh, get rid of Little Red and just put them there. Ugh. So are you saying the zebra is the uh, diva of the animal kingdom? Oh, they're so divas. And it's, it's just a striped horse. Where's Ben Wyatt when I need him? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, yes, they look cool, but they're not that special when you think about the other animals that are out there. And by the way, uh, shout out to my buddies, the Okapis, one of the coolest animals of all time. And their story is just phenomenal. They weren't discovered until 1901 because they would lived in such thick forests that nobody even knew they existed. And they were just like, oh, are those zebras or are they giraffes or are they both? Oh. Shout out to my favorite my favorite joke from the Jungle Cruise attraction is this ride is brought to you by Zebra Jerky, the every other white meat. Yeah. Oh. What <laughs> it wasn't the backside of water? Oh jeez. Oh, that made me, that made 8-year-old Brian laugh. It actually is kind of funny. Uh I am going to put the Living with the Land ride on my Mount Rushmore. Wow. It belongs. It belongs. It's not on mine, but it belongs. It's in my it's, top 10. It's phenomenal. It really is. And to close this out, this is going to be a case of nostalgia. And Mark's going to be mad when he hears about all the other stuff at studios that could have gone on my list, but didn't. <laughs> Doesn't mean I don't love them. Because trust me, nothing beats Steven Tyler screaming in my ear and the the twing of the Twilight Zone theme, but I'm putting Muppets on my Mount Rushmore. They salute to all nations, mm -hmm. but mostly America. That was, a, <laughs> that was a favorite as a kid. It's a favorite now. I don't care how dated it is, and if they ever get rid of it, I will rage. I hope they don't get rid of the cheap 3D tricks. Ooh. And don't get me wrong. Star Wars Land is phenomenal. The rides are incredible. Like I said, I, I love what they've done with the Toy Story Land, and I... I love me some People Mover and some Philhar Magic and some Pirates of the Caribbean, but I have to go with Muppets, and it has to outlast everything. Uh, I will reveal my number one all-time favorite attraction as at the end of the show. Brian, you got a Mount Rushmore? All right, well, I already shared my Expedition Everest being kind of my Mount Everest from rides. Uh, it's, it's a literal Mount Everest. Yeah, it oh. is. Uh, so I'm going to kind of... Just for fun, I'm going to add that one separately, and then I have four others. Uh, Chris mentioned it, the Wedway, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. I will do that attraction for me. It's Chris's Spaceship Earth. I will do it every single time I'm at the park, um, which is far less often because as we detailed the transportation issues going in and out of that park. But um, I love the People Mover. Good for people watching, as it says. You never know what you're going to see. Um, shout out to the Carousel of Progress as well, right there. No privacy at all around this place. Um, mm -hmm. Splash love Mountain. It. I love Splash Mountain, and I'm going to take every chance I can to talk about Splash Mountain because it's going away. 
Uh, uh, jumping out to California, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. You will never know that that ride was ever anything differently. Um, it's what replaced um, the Hollywood Tower Hotel, the Tower of Terror out in California. It never had the cult following that the one in Florida does. Just the way they turn that attraction into the collector's museum. He he captures the Guardians of the Galaxy in the library scene that they have here in Florida. Ro a rocket animatronic drops out of the vent system and he crawls around and he, he gives you instructions to how to break out the Guardians of the Galaxy. The ride is themed to, there's a Quills Walkman is inside the bookcase and Rocket's animatronic literally scoops it up and grabs it. And then you slide back and Rocket's silhouette plugs in the Walkman and you ride to four or five different songs that you can ride to to that attraction and your drops are themed to the the song you're listening to just Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout that ride is awesome and then hands down um, I don't call it a ride it is definitely an attraction um, but there's there's even more Mount Everest of Mount Everest is Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge both at Disneyland and uh, Walt Disney World that attraction, I cry on it every single time I go. It's just, you get to live something I never, ever dreamed that I would get to live. And just Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is incredible. I, I can't justify putting something like that on a Mount Rushmore because it's so new. And Disney, to me, has always been a nostalgic memory. But I genuinely think that might be one of the coolest rides, one of the coolest new rides in any theme park in the world. Have you had a chance to ride it, Chris? Um, I will not. I will not. Uh, plead, I will plead the fifth over whether or not I weeped. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Playing it safe. <laughs> My Mount Rushmore, I don't know. You guys are saving these, like, cliffhanger answers for your... Everest. I'm going to say my favorite attractions on my Mount Rushmore, the Indiana Jones stunt show. I loved it as a kid. I still love it. Whenever I get a chance to go see it, I'm the happiest person in the world, especially if I can sit close to it. Would I say no to them updating it and telling maybe an original story or something else like that? I won't say no to that. I'll, as I'll long as we get the ball. Yeah, I'll listen to it, but about a, a little Jones, Shia LaBeouf. I hey, don't get me started. You know I defend the fourth Indiana Jones. I know. Uh, no. So the Indiana Jones stunt show favorite attraction definitely on my Mount Rushmore, and then the Haunted Mansion. I love going on the Haunted Mansion. Um, I know it's one of the classic rides, and I feel like it's a cliche answer to say, but I love the Haunted Mansion and everything about it. Welcome foolish mortals to the haunted mansion flight of passage it's it's a ride every time i go on it for avatar where just when the music swells from james horner and you have the wind effects and just the motions of it you it's just a a feeling unlike anything you'll get on any ride i hate when people call it soaring on steroids it's not the same thing. It's not the same feeling for me. So I disagree with that. No, it's an extremely original attraction. Yeah, it's not yeah. sort on steroids at all. But I just wish the pre-show wasn't as annoying <laughs> as the pre-show is. First, we need to find the compatible match of your genetic material with the genetic material of one of the avatar bodies that we already have. Once we do that, you'll be able to link to that avatar. 
and uh, fly. I wish I could say I Disneyland California Adventure on my list, so I'm sure the Guardians of the Galaxy and Indiana Jones will probably make my list at some point whenever I get out there. It was rather hard of me not to put the new Rise attraction from Star Wars. It was hard for me not to put that on there. I, I will admit, Kylo Ren animatronic looks very dramatic. He's very he's very dramatic with his swishing around. Muppets, Muppet Vision 3D. Isn't that just Kylo Ren, though? Oh, wow. He's kind of dramatic, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah, well, he did throw a fit in Force Awakens. Um, it's my but, favorite scene. He had just gotten shot by Chewbacca. He he killed his father. Leave him alone. Wow, that that gives him every right to throw a fit on a control console. Droid stole a freighter. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good, Harrison Ford. Um, my and then Muppet Vision 3D. I love that attraction. I. I will always happily go to it and laugh away, but it didn't quite make it. Same with Living in the Land. Living in the Land is in my top ten, but Spaceship Earth is my number four. Like Chris said, leaving the park, I always stop by and do Spaceship Earth. Heck, there's even times if I look and see all the wait times are really high. Spaceship Earth, right there when you enter the park. I think the Phoenicians. I'm a normal person who likes the Rome burning smell. Um, I love the Foxy Cleopatra animatronic <laughs> in the computer lab. I will say one of the things that triggers me the most is at the end there when you're under the constellation looking at Earth and someone takes a photo in the dark space. Same with Haunted Mansion. When you're seeing the fortune teller, don't take a photo. Stop it. I think flash photography on any dark ride is a pet peeve of mine. I think flash photography in general is a pet peeve of mine, to be honest. I don't even I, like uh, the flash on my iPhone. I do want to give a shout out to a Spaceship Earth meme I saw this week. It said, when you're trying to uh, social distance, just imagine your papyrus guy's hammer and the person <laughs> you're staying away from is the papyrus. I have a such a problem with that. With that. Yeah, oh, it's really far away. That has always bothered me. It still bothers me. I was the only one that noticed. So when I saw that, that made me feel better. You well, know what my, my favorite Spaceship Earth Easter egg is? Uh, Mousetrap. Yeah. I, I do love that the records... Um, change in the television set with the moon landing. I love that little Easter egg. I do want to call out Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. There's no more consistently funny attraction on property for me. I love that attraction. I hit it every time. And uh, JW, if you're listening to this, shout out to my actor buddy, but he does Laugh Floor. He also does Turtle Talk. But, JW, uh, I need to be that guy at Monsters, Inc. I oh. finally got to be the Rebel Spy on Star Tours just this past week, and I need to be... Oh. I need to be that guy at Monsters, Inc. Yeah, JW was also a brilliant Lonnie over at Disaster Studios. He worked so many adult jokes into his show that I was amazed he was getting away with it. And even um, his Grinch, going back to the Grinch, he was uh, friends with the Grinch and did a great, great job. Jim Carrey would have been proud. I have that photo of my wife and I meeting JW as the Grinch still on my shelf. Oh. Well, we talked about flash photography and how little we liked it. Now it's time to find out our least favorite attraction. <laughs> so I, I knew mine. I, I kind of knew mine right away, but I want to hear what you guys have. 
tough to yeah. be a bug. I will I never, have... ever ride that attraction again. It freaks out my children. I hate the stink bug smell. It's tough to be a bug is my least favorite attraction at Walt Disney World. No question. I, I'm Even gonna... for people watching, like... People you can't watching... see. It's dark. You... Oh, get out of here. The, like, exiting not... bugs at the end there? Come on. Nope. Nope. I, my least favorite attraction. I'm going to... No I'm going to co-sign with brian on this one it's not my least favorite but it is in like my bottom five absolutely hated it cannot stand it i can't stand being being stung in the spine i lean forward every time i don't care for that attraction and it's a shame that the tree of life houses it oh well coolest structures did you know fun fact tree of life originally was supposed to have a restaurant in it but they needed a uh, attraction to go in there and a bug's life was very popular, so that's what they did. I stand by it. Oh, good lord! I, I, I think that's a good choice. I I get it. Well, uh, Chris, what is yours then? <laughs> mine is thankfully finally going to rest in peace, and that is Stitch's Great Escape. Yeah, I, yeah, I miss extraterrestrial alien encounter, so Stitch replaces. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I was so annoyed the first and only time. I wrote it. It was one of the worst experiences ever. Not just the uh, the belch, but just how just lame it is. And I I do like Stitch, but I I <laughs> could not get everything about this ride was just to to me was just absolutely awful. And I am very happy that it will be gone and will hopefully be replaced by something better. Yeah, um, Stitch Stitch was. My least favorite. I'll still even argue that um, Primeval World over at Animal oh, Kingdom. A good I riddance. Never. Yeah. So talking about RIP attractions, those two um, don't get any love from me. But actually, that leads us to our next category, our favorite no longer attraction. And mine is Alien Encounter. I remember mm-hmm. going to it as a kid. And of course, you know, everyone always says, how could that attraction be at a Disney park? And I loved it. It was something new. That's what was so good about it. It fit in with Tomorrowland. Plus at the time when I first did it, I loved the alien movies. I loved alien. I loved aliens, alien three, alien resurrection. I loved them. So doing that attraction, I felt like put me in the movies. I remember when you had, the person coming to help, they were up top, and they heard a noise. They didn't make it, spoiler alert, and blood You might have felt it. You. Yeah, blood falls on you. It's, it's, it's water, kids. Don't worry. But blood falls on you. You can feel the alien breathing on you. It was an immersive experience, unlike anything. And sadly, it was you know just too much for Disney. And it then became my least favorite attraction, Stitch Encounter, which was just... A a one joke attraction, you know. I the chili dog. Oh God! You know, I I think my biggest hot take about that ride is that if it had been in any other park, it might have had a chance and might even still be around. Yep. But I think because they select, yeah, I think because it went into Magic Kingdom, that is what ultimately did it in. I think Hollywood Studios would have been a perfect home for it. Studios would have been perfect. Yeah. I agree. Well, what uh, RIP attraction do you all miss? 
I love uh, Disneyland because they still have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, that's I what I was, gonna, I was gonna go I with that one Mr. too. Toad's. We already talked about uh, Test Track, the old Crash Test Dummy version. Yes. Extra. I still have my from Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter. I still have uh, some. I think it's at my parents' house. The the Skippy little brown <laughs> anteater guy that you yeah. had from the pre show. I had a stuffed oh. version of him. I it, I know it still exists somewhere. I've gotta I've gotta track it down. But then Mr. Toad's those three attractions. I miss those more than just about anything. Oh, and of course, the great movie ride. We can't not mention the great movie ride. True. Um, if I'm going to go, I, I'm definitely co-signing on Alien Encounter and Mr. Toad and that original Test Track. In fact, I'll say this now. Test Track would have been on my Mount Rushmore if it was still the original version. I used to go out of my way to ride that all the time. Remember how it was loud so that much... Q line was? Yes. <laughs> But I just remember how much fun it was. And my favorite was the pre-show part where he goes, yeah, just just pick a test. And getting everybody's reaction who've never been on it before when the car crashes. <laughs> I, I miss it. Uh, I also would say that while I do understand its disappearance, I did really enjoy Maelstrom. Oh, yeah. I know that it cost the Norwegian government an arm and a leg to run it. Yeah. And it had its problems, so I, I get it. And I know the frozen overhaul was necessary to put it back on the Disney budget. Yeah. And I don't really mind that so much because it did break all the time. But I loved it. And then for me, I'm going to botch the name of this because I don't remember if it was Commander or Crusader, but Cranium. Cranium the, Command. Command. Cranium Command, yes. yeah. I, I, oh. I, I loved that ride when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite rides that in the original figment I was obsessed with. And, and if, I need to give a special shout out to interventions, which no longer exists. Yeah. And I, but if I had to pick just one, I would say the back to the future ride. Great Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anyone to kick him out? Anyone? Uh, as the Skype call just comes to an end and I'm no longer featured. Well, that was Chris for this episode of United <laughs> We Fan Podcast. Yeah, we hope see you all enjoyed it. See if this episode gets published now. Check it, Check him out on um, RFID or whatever his uh, podcast channel is. RFID. <laughs> CKCC. Yeah. Yes, Chris, well, wait. Speaking of Cranium, did you like Body Wars? Yeah, I was going to say Body Wars was, was... Body Wars body. was one of the few attractions that made me motion sick. Oh. So, unfortunately, no, I did not enjoy Body Wars because every time I wrote it, I didn't feel well afterwards. Does Star Tours do that to you? No, and I've Weird. always tried to figure out what, what it was about it, but... By the way, uh, R.I.P. Rex. Oh. I, miss, I miss Rex. Hey, he's, he's still alive, man. He's just the DJ at the cantina now. He's yeah. still there. I know, he even, but he's got a playlist on Spotify too. He also lied to me every time. Whoa. Every time I rode his ship, he said it was his first time, and I knew that was a lie because <laughs> he it was apparently it was his first time only an hour prior. Sorry, folks. I'm sure to do better next time. It was my first flight, and I'm still getting used to my programming. Hey, hey. So, I think uh, I think he was just a terrible pilot and wanted us to all feel bad for him. And Brian. Worked. If it makes you feel better, I didn't get to be the rebel spy until last year. And I, I, I don't know how it happened, but I got to be it three times last year. And that was my first, like, ever. 
my eight-year-old has been the rebel spy. He counts. I think he's up to nine now. Um, and I, again, uh, I was able to be the rebel spy this last week on probably my 75th time on that attraction. I was so giddy. They, they could have made like a funny animated short movie about me missing out on it. Cause it was always the person in front of me to the side of me behind me. And it was just like me getting excited. And like, I had to get to the point where, Oh look, there's my arm. My arm is the rebel spy. In the picture <laughs> of them. And it just, it, I, I gave up. I lost, I lost all hope. And then a new hope came and I, I felt the force awaken and I became the rebel spy. I will tell you, I rode that attraction one time with three people, two older people in their 60s and me, and I still was not chosen as the rebel spy. So <laughs> I I just, like I said, man, it was a long time coming, and I finally have made it to the big time. And now they don't even sell a t-shirt about being a rebel spy. Not that I would really wear it, but they don't even sell it anymore. It's the principle. Okay. I should get. I should have gotten a, a I'm celebrating being the rebel spy button or something like that. There are some attractions that get a lot of love that we don't see as good of stuff. Or as Ben would say, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So now it comes to the time and we'll try to be as nice as possible. What attraction gets a lot of love and a lot of hype that we are just like, I don't get it. I'm willing to take this one on. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I don't understand why people are willing to wait two and a half hours in line to ride seven dwarfs mine train it's smooth it's a fun roller coaster for kids i have a kid that just fits right in that height range i understand it but it is only like 60 seconds long it's not near long enough i would not wait two and a half hours to ride seven dwarfs mine train great attraction overhyped hmm. chris mm. you got anything uh i got two uh okay. i'll i'll do the uh I'll do the the less aggressive one first. Um, I have never been a fan of the Country Bear Jamboree, oh. and that's that's a that is a big, big that's less aggressive. Oh man, I'm worried. Yeah, that's a that's a big popular one, and a lot of people absolutely just love that show. And to me, I've just never got into it. So I always tell people you can go ahead and love that show, and if you if you want to go in and see that show, that is fine. I will go get a snack at that point. And you guys enjoy your country bears. Um, Remember I don't, how bad that movie was? Uh, yeah, but Christopher Walken saved it. Yeah, it was not good. If, if it was, if it wasn't for Christopher Walken, it might have been one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> but he can save a bad movie. Shout out to my boy, the, I, the man, the myth, the legend, Frankenstein yes. masterpiece. <laughs> this is not over, bears. <laughs> Uh, the most overrated attraction, and I this is strictly for Florida, not Disneyland, because Disneyland's is way better, is Space Mountain. Oh, man. And I'll oh. tell you why it's overrated. It is always a ridiculously long line for an uncomfortable roller coaster that doesn't do anything actually special, and it's constantly constantly down i know rick flair says you know it's <laughs> <laughs> rick flair makes a space mountain analogy because it might be the oldest ride but it's got the longest line but i will not wait anything longer than 10 minutes for space mountain if it's i have to see a five or a 10 on that sign to even consider going in i've 
I find it to be very uncomfortable and just not worth I'll do it as like the little thrill thing like oh hey it's a short thing I'll go ride it but I've always said that Space Mountain is probably the most overrated attraction and you know because it's a big it might be considered the quote unquote flagship attraction for Magic Kingdom not that I think Magic Kingdom really has one flagship but Space Mountain is pretty iconic and I just don't think it's worth the hype I would I would go on Thunder six or seven times before I would go on space once given the option. I just think thunder is more fun. I I can't disagree. I I think big thunder is better, but I, I don't know. I I really like space mountain, but the Disneyland version is better. I, I have to go and I know I I'm going to upset someone. That means a lot to me. Um, the two that pop into my mind is Soren, which I enjoy Soren a lot. I, I have fun on it, but when I see the long constant wait, and plus it has been since it opened one of the highest rated guest satisfaction experiences, just mixed with all of that, I think it's a little overhyped. So I, I won't say I don't get it, but I do think it's a little overhyped. I think I see where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here's, here's where um, I'm going to, I'm going to lose a friend. Um, I think for me, a ride that gets a lot of love that I don't get it for what it is as far as your experience. And then speaking of uncomfortable, just what you're sitting in. And then, and this will be the part that gives it away where I'm, I'm good with the current form going away so that they can bring something hopefully more entertaining um splash mountain brian i love you but i i i think i i get why they're bringing um new elements to it i story-wise doesn't do anything for me it's not even about the drop i know jurassic park you have eight stories so it's not even a size size does not matter it's not even a size matters thing it's just Overall, uh, <laughs> I think it's like that scene in um, Austin Powers 2 where they're like, sir, are you really suggesting we blow up the moon? <laughs> and Tim Robbins goes, are you, are you going to miss it? Anyone? You going to miss it? No? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. You're going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Mark. I, I, I lean more towards Mark's opinion than Brian's on this one. The only thing is I'm not a water ride guy. Yeah. I've never been like, oh, I need to go on this ride because I need to get wet. Like, if I'm going to go on a water ride, the specific person of getting wet, then I'm going on, like, I'm going to do, like, a Cali River Rapids or something. But right. That's, eh. that one, I don't, I don't get that one. Talk about being short. I don't. Yeah, I don't that, like that, yeah, I don't get that one either. But the thing is, like, I, I would say I understand why it's happening. I like the the idea behind the overhaul, and I do agree that they probably Princess and the Frog probably should have gotten its own ride anyway, and it really should be showcased. But I would say that my only real issue with Splash Mountain is, other than the fact that it's got a big drop to get you wet, there's nothing actually exciting about it. Like there's some zippity doodah. But other than yeah. that, you're just seeing a bunch of stories that most people aren't even familiar with anyway. Yeah, and I mean, like, talking about a water ride, you have Frozen, 
and I loved and missed mail. I miss Maelstrom. I love it. Disappear, disappear. But you go on Frozen. It is a beautiful ride. You have the overhead effects. You have the animatronics. And when you're going up and you're in Elsa's Ice Palace and she's singing Let It Go and you go backwards and that like musical moment starts and then you have the, um, the ice troll at the end there and you go down the drop. It just is a great example of good storytelling and it doesn't even I don't even care that the drop is small at the end. You just have really good storytelling. <sighs> Brian, we love you. It has been fun doing this podcast for <laughs> the last two and a half months or however long it's been. But no, I just I, I, I don't know. I grew up on Splash Mountain. That's that's a big, big part of it. If yeah. you don't think it tells a good story, I would disagree there. Um, I think it tells a, a pretty good story from the standpoint of the laugh in place and all that kind of stuff. And then he gets captured and then thrown into the briar patch all that kind of stuff. Zippity Doodah is the most iconic song to come out of a theme park, in my personal opinion. Everybody's entitled to their, wrong, their own wrong opinion. So, I mean, it is what it is. I Like I said, I wish Tiana would get a her own attraction slash restaurant like Peter Pan, or sorry, like Pirates over in Disneyland. If you give me a Dr. Facilier scary animatronic like the multi-million dollar animatronic we got of Elsa at the Frozen ride... You can you can probably convince me, especially if you can create maybe a, an original song for that attraction. I, I'm not going to never ride the Tiana one, um, but I'm just willing to say that I'm uh, I'm willing to put this Splash Mountain going away on the level of Crash Test Dummy Test Track. That's Whoa. just my opinion. We're winding down as we're visiting the park. And what that means is nighttime shows and Disney Disney knows a thing or two about doing a nighttime show and putting on a big fireworks show. So we're going to ask the guys, what's our favorite nighttime show? How are we uh, ending the night perfectly? Illuminations. Uh, Don't even have to think about it. I, I remember, speaking of Illuminations, I had someone ask me, what's the story for Illuminations? And I said, oh, it's the Big Bang Theory. They, they did not find my answer um, <laughs> they did not react well <laughs> to my answer. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Illuminations. I, oh my gosh, I got the chills with that music. And then the 360 fireworks and light effects around you. That's an excellent choice. Yeah. Mine is world of color at California adventure. That show is awesome. Um, just the amount of fountains that they have and then lighting up the entire roller coaster on Pixar pier right behind it. Uh, if you haven't seen World of Color, you need to, it's worth a trip to Disneyland um, just to see World of Color. I can't wait to see World of Color. Illuminations would have made my top one, but me being the big John Williams fan, I remember seeing the Star Wars fireworks in the center of Hollywood Studios. I'm not even talking about the version they had where they projected images on the um, Chinese theater, I'm talking about before that, where you just had music and the fireworks going with the music. Um, and, and the fireworks were launching off even from as close as like Toy Story Mania. They were right on top of you. Yeah, they had to clear out fallout zones because they were that on top of you. I, I had chills, literal chills, just from watching that one. You're not the Star Wars guy, Mark. 
No, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really, that was a really good show. I, I think the projections honestly took away from it just because they relied more on the projections than they did the music and the music just made it, just made that fireworks show. I agree. Any, anything, John Williams, I'm there. I'll be there to listen. Can I just ask something? Does Disney have a bad fireworks show? Cause I'm going to uh, say they don't. There, there are actually fan forums that blast, um, Disney parades and fireworks shows. Give uh, me their names. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna print them out, Jay and Silent Bob style, and go to all the houses. I, I will admit the nighttime show, Rivers of Light. I'm not gonna a, miss it. I'm not gonna miss it. It's a beautiful concept. It, it, there's a reason that one's going away. And so. Animal Kingdom's hard too. You can't do fireworks and stuff like that. So Animal Kingdom's really hard. Um, they could do something like like World of Color. They tried when Rivers of Light was coming out. I was told it was the next rival to World of Color, and it was not even close. Um, but again, Rivers of Light, it just never landed with me. I'm I'm not gonna miss it. I actually like that Jungle Book short time Jungle Book show that they had before Rivers of Light came out. I've heard that before. People preferred that over Rivers of Light. So, yeah, Rivers of Light. The first thing that popped in my mind when you asked me that. I mean. Now, granted, I will say I loved Wishes at Magic Kingdom. And all our wishes. I got the goosebumps, the chills, hearing the Disney music, and then you had the fireworks and the castle with the graphics on it. Just, uh, and then Tinkerbell flying over. Just, yeah, goosebumps. Their holiday shows are phenomenal, too, those fireworks. Mm-hmm. Oh, even the Halloween one. favorite special ticketed event that disney puts on anybody have any answers to that one mine's very merry christmas party Uh, that would be uh not so scary with very merry right behind it and i it's you know i you know i actually can't choose between them because i love halloween and christmas for pretty much the exact same reasons because i love atmospheric holidays like september 1st i start my halloween hype and my Christmas hype starts November first, <laughs> and and it's always been that way. I get I celebrate those holidays for two months straight, all the way until the New Year, and then I'm um, I'm good to go. And then the other months of the year is just really lame. I, for me, the the Halloween party is my favorite. I love the parade. I love the the hocus pocus villain show. Um, Trick or treating is a fun treat. Plus, you get halloween characters on the disney rides get the hyenas yeah the don't get me wrong the christmas party i enjoyed it just didn't have the big impact on me but i will say having um eggnog and snickerdoodles at magic kingdom was a treat but i i definitely got more goosebumps watching the spectacle of dancing lights r.i.p at hollywood studios and then um star wars weekends as far as um, seasonal ticketed events when they had that but yeah I, never, I gotta go I never got to go to Star Wars weekends and it's like oh. the biggest thing I have to live with Halloween uh, event is my favorite I'm very very happy that I've gotten to attend a Star Wars weekends one time and even though I only got to do it once or twice I was just in my element <laughs> I'm a yeah. big I'm a big wars guy. I'm down. I'm down with the trilogy. <laughs> and there's I, only uh, one return. It ain't of the king. It's of the Jedi. Thanks, Randall. 
I love Lord of the Rings too, but I I love that line. Love that line. Yeah, the reason I pick Very Merry Christmas over Halloween is I'm not a big Halloween person. Um, the Christmas parade is better than the Halloween parade, but it is hard to say that the Headless Horseman probably beats Santa Claus, which is saying something. So, wow. You know, I've got I've got my uh, my pro wrestling video games. I can whip up some Headless Horseman and Santa Claus and. Just, oh gosh! We can we can, we can make that happen, and we can figure out who actually beats who. <laughs> Disney has ruined me on fireworks, and I'm speaking to you, state of Pennsylvania. Nobody does fireworks like Disney, and nobody will ever do fireworks like Disney. All firework shows are lame in comparison. No, no argument. Yeah. Well, all right then. Well, like I said, we are leaving the parks. And we're tired. We need somewhere to stay and have fun. Brian, what's your go-to uh, favorite Disney resort? Like I said, I didn't want to spend this entire time talking about how Disneyland is better than Disney World. Um, but uh, my favorite Disney resort is the Grand Californian. That is the closest thing that, Mark, you may have seen to it is the Wilderness Lodge Resort. Um, it's just on a on a grander scale out in out in California, uh, but okay. it's just that kind of that rustic uh, log cabin feel to it. I'm kind of a redneck at heart. It uh, <laughs> it really works. It really works for me. Um, I really like that one. I'm partial to uh, especially the princess rooms at Port Orleans Riverside. My uh, daughters really like those those rooms. Um, I've also stayed a night in the pirate rooms at Caribbean Beach. Um, those were those were pretty fun as well, but. Those are kind of the most resorts that I, I grew up going to the all-star sports resort. So of course, all-star sports is, is kind of a soft place in my heart, but of any of the resorts, if you remove Aulani out in Hawaii from the, from the equation, then it's going to be the grand Californian in California. Yeah. I, for me, um, and it's not just cause I'm from new Orleans. I love the French quarter resort. I love the feel of it. The atmosphere, you have beignets there. The food is very enjoyable. I even love, Disney does free nighttime movie, Disney nighttime movies, uh, usually in a grassy knoll area. And the area for French Quarter is just a beautiful, relaxing environment. Getting a, you know, six beignets, a hot chocolate, and just sitting on the grass watching a Disney movie is a great environment. But I also will give a shout out to um, the Fort Wilderness. So... Not the not the campgrounds, so Fort Wilderness. It's just a that lobby is beautiful. I also Fort, love Fort Wilderness or Wilderness Lodge. Oh my bad, um, Wilderness Lodge. My bad, Wilderness Lodge, the non-camping one, and then also a big shout out to Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge for a beautiful lobby and animals. Plus Boma, love Boma. So those are my top three. My favorite part of the Wilderness Lodge lobby is that they pump in the soundtrack to the Mighty Ducks because it sounds so majestic and not everybody even realizes it, that it's the Mighty Ducks soundtrack. I love it. Chris, where are you staying at? So my favorite resort just to visit and see would be the Lodge, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, just because, like you said, has a great restaurant, love the, the animals and everything. But our go-to was always the campground, Fort Wilderness. And we loved it because it was the most independent you could get as an actual hotel because you didn't have adjoining rooms or anything like that. It was private. 
that was always our big go-to, and I still absolutely love Fort Wilderness. And if I had to pick any resort to stay at, that would be the one. Those cabins are awesome. They are. And it's just a fun environment, especially during the Christmas, or sorry, the holidays, mm-hmm. where you can drive around on the golf carts and see the Christmas lights, and everyone just gets into it. It's a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guests always do a parade every year for every ho- for every holiday, too. It's really cool. Well, before we find out the boys' favorite Everest attractions, we're going to find out their favorite Disney memory. What's the one that always sticks out the most? I Mine's going to be mildly controversial. The very first time I went to Disney World, I was eight years old, and the castle was a pink birthday cake with a big 25 on it. Oh I have gosh. multiple pictures of that pink 25 castle. I love that castle. Brian, do you know how many weddings were canceled that year because of that pink castle i uh, i i didn't actually that's kind of funny i never really thought about that but uh, yeah that pink 25 castle it i man somebody somebody photoshopped the 25th birthday cake on the tower of terror last year when it celebrated its 25th and i wish they had done it i i loved it (laughs) chris is that also yours so my earliest memory goes all the way back to 1986 when I was two years old. But I have a distinct memory of being in Figment's Tunnel. Oh, yeah. I have a very distinct (laughs) memory of that. (laughs) Yeah, it will, yeah. And because I can associate one of my earliest memories with Disney, it has to be my favorite one. Agreed. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I, I don't remember how young I was. I know it's elementary school, Mark. But we ate at we ate in the castle at Cinderella's Royal Table. I I remember I thought girls still had cooties. So when Cinderella came and sat next they to don't? me, <laughs> that's another podcast. When Cinderella came and sat next to me, now looking back, she was so nice and sweet and great with theming. But little me was like, no, no, no. And we ate and I remember there there was an issue with our order, so it took a little while. We ended up being the last family to leave the restaurant, and we're walking down, right down the middle of Main Street, USA, and um, there's nobody in the park. The castle's lit up. We even got to catch some of the fireworks from the castle, and we're walking out, and we pretty much, it was like we had the park to ourselves. And I'll always remember seeing it lit up at night, and almost completely empty. Yeah, I do. I do also want to say I the 25th birthday castle. I love it. But um, my my biggest memory I have, actually, I was uh, we did Y2K New Year's in the Magic Kingdom. Um, and I remember how much of a zoo that entire place was. We got a spot to the right of the castle right on the wall um, for the New Year's Eve that year. And I remember about an hour before the fireworks, all the generators starting up because everybody was so afraid of Y2K and all that kind of stuff. I My family's thought process was if the world's going to end, we might as well be at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> That's I mean, at least you thought it out. That's the important it thing. was it was thought out. My brother went back to the hotel in the middle of the day to take a nap or whatever, took the bus to All Star Sports, came back and they like wouldn't let him back in the park. And we had to go eat at like the Liberty Tree Tavern or whatever that night. Like I there was so many people in the Magic Kingdom that day. I have never been back to a theme park on New Year's Eve. And I don't know if I ever will. So, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that'll never happen for me. No, no theme parks and no Times Square on New Year's Eve. Yikes! Yeah. So we all know the Indiana Jones stunt show is my favorite attraction. 
Well, guys, you were teasing us. What's your favorite attraction? Chris has the most suspense, so we're going to save him for last. Again, I've said it on multiple occasions. Indiana Jones um, Adventure at Disneyland Park is my favorite theme park attraction. I feel like I'm ruining this by not having an Indiana Jones ride as my number one. (laughs) So I don't know how I went the entire episode without actually mentioning this ride out loud, but it is above and beyond my favorite attraction, always has been, always will be, and that's the Haunted Mansion. I, I love everything about that ride. I love the atmosphere. I love the soundtrack. I love every single room. I the, the the behind the scenes tour where they show you all the effects and how everything done from Pepper's Ghost to just the simple stupid stuff like oh it's just a box that flips <laughs> up and down to make them blink. It is the most fascinating ride I was I'd ever been on. I loved it as a kid. I loved it as a teenager. I love it as an adult. I, I love both haunted mansions. I have never gotten to do the nightmare before Christmas overnight. Oh, it's so good! And I, I, I cannot wait. And that's that's a uh, a big bucket list item is to get out to Disneyland for Halloween. I'm actually wearing a Jack Skellington shirt as we record this. <laughs> I and I, I love me some Nightmare Before Christmas. But yeah, I would say haunted mansion will always be number one. And I loved the addition of them adding more storylines with the bride. And that animatronic and the the heads disappearing on every painting as you go through and everything's got the wedding gifts of what she did. It's just it's a fun, cool ride. I wish I could have worked at it because I would have had an absolute blast. But Haunted Mansion will I don't think any theme park ride that will ever exist, no matter how exciting of a coaster or how phenomenal the effects are. Sorry, Rise of the Resistance. I don't think anything's ever going to surpass Haunted Mansion from the top of the list. That is my Mount Everest. <laughs> that is my Everest. That is in a league of its own for me. I just can't get enough of it. It's definitely... It made my Mount Rushmore... Um, I love every minute of it. I can't wait to go to Disneyland to do... The Nightmare Before Christmas layover. Brian, I'm jealous you've gotten to do it. Yeah, it's that layover. And I'm not even a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan, but just that layover is really, really fun. Um, But the hat box ghost that they have at the Disneyland version as well, um, where his head disappears and then ends up in the box that he's got in his hand, the hitchhiking hat box ghost. um, It's it's really, really cool. And who else doesn't love the hitchhiking ghost that they follow you home? Oh, (laughs) Uh, uh, I will say this though The bride in the attic freaks me out I'm glad she wasn't there when I was a kid Man because uh, It's frightening <laughs> So Gosh. cool though absolutely love it Best ride And the ghost host Is the the MC for the Halloween fireworks how does it get more perfect I am your host Your ghost Host <laughs> Very fitting Gentlemen, that concludes our episode about the Disney theme parks on United We Fan, the podcast. Thank you all for uniting with us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this special episode as much as we enjoyed uniting on it. Chris, thank you so much for not only being our commissioner, but being our first co-host on the show. Thank you. I very much appreciate you guys having me on. I look forward to appearing on later episodes. 
Uh, we've talked about a couple of topics that I know I will be part of the discussion on. I'm really looking forward to coming back. You guys do a fantastic show. I get more positive reviews for your show than I get for anything else on the network. So I want you guys to know that to keep up the fantastic work. And I just want to give some shout outs out there to everybody who's helped build this little podcasting empire that I've got going on here and really helped build it. And there's so much more to check out. And as I said at the beginning of the show, I don't want to run too long here because we already have recorded a very long episode for you guys to enjoy. But my Chris Ranks the Universe show with all kinds of ranking topics, I take full requests for that. You'll have to give me time to actually sit down and do the stuff. Uh, we are working on a ranking of the MCU, and that is from Iron Man through Homecoming. And not Homecoming, oh, Far, uh, from, far home. from Home, Far From Home, yeah. Uh, so we, we, we won't include any Phase 4 in that. That was the cutoff there because it does get ridiculous. I am doing one for Star Wars that I'm sure you guys would be interested in. I remember listening to your rankings and how you guys did the movies. Mine's going to even go outside the box because I'm including all the films, not just the numbered ones. Oh. So it's going to get a little ridiculous, but I, I always have to do it big. I'm working on a list of the Undertaker's matches from WrestleMania. And his best to his worst, spoiler alert, his worst is considered one of the worst matches in history. And it's from one of the worst WrestleManias in history. So everybody can probably, anybody who knows anything about wrestling already figured out which one that is. But I've gotten a couple of other really cool requests, including James Bond, Rocky, and Nicktoons, which I'm going to start experimenting with. The uh, Only the Nicktoons I personally watched, guys. Some of you guys out there are cat dog fans, but that wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry about that. But like, I'm going to tackle some of those by season. And I always take requests and I welcome guests. If you want to be part of the roundtable discussion, I welcome guests. So please don't be afraid to contact me. And if you need to contact me, they're going to tell you guys how to contact them. But if you want to contact me, you can always hit me up on Facebook or omeliapodcasts at gmail.com is the email I use for this page. Feel free to shoot me a message. Come on the show. Whatever you need to say, just do it. Definitely check it out. Please check out Chris's podcast. They're all very entertaining. Even if it's not a topic you're big on, Chris will include you in it. And then check out the rest of CKCC Radio. We are a happy family. We are a very entertaining family. So check We're us out. We're dysfunctional family, but we work. Yes, we make it work. Next week on UWF, Brian and I will discuss the wizarding film world of Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. Can't wait to continue the magic with that episode. I'm pretty excited. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know with a rate or review. For listeners with any comments or questions on United We Fan, drop us a line so we can reply. Brian, tell our listeners how they can message the show and stay up to date on everything UWF. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at United We Fan Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at United We Fan Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, please check out our Instagram. Brian, Puts a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into those pictures, only for me to ask him to do a couple more things so that he sweats over it some more. So give it a like, give it a love, do it. Thank you, CKCC Radio. Check us out in the many podcasts of CKCC Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Till we unite again, fans, and remember what Uncle Walt said. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. 
the one, the only, Mr. Mickey Mouse. Oh, no, 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 no. Hello, hi there, welcome to my park.